0: All right, Eric. First ever podcast. Live. No, actually, not, not first one. I did one back when I was at Iron Source. I think it was like a Game Fest 2019, 2018, whatever. And we did like on sites. But good to have you here.
1: Yes, it's been good.
0: <laughs> How was your trip to
1: Europe? It was actually amazing. Yep. I, you know, the whole family had a great time, I think. Lots of highlights, lots of lowlights, but you know, for the most part, everyone got along. But we went from uh Paris to uh, we stayed, didn't stay in Paris, thank mm-hmm. god, because I think Paris is kind of terrible these days. But uh, <laughs> we went to Lyon and then we went to the the Swiss Alps mm-hmm. and then we made our way down to Monaco. Um, Monaco was like horrible. No, I, I you, 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 you were suggesting it was going to be horrible. It was like car porn, like, there's like, I've never seen so many supercars in my life in like a basically a 10 block radius and And if anybody's never been to monaco uh the gold quarter is basically a 10 block radius of like super insanely expensive apartments that actually one of my friends owns when Mm -hmm. we were right there so we could actually see everything that was going on and in the middle of it is monte carlo and so like within that
0: radius you saw the Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bugatti. Porsches, Bugattis, every but, single but one. But the craziest thing is like this. goes is going to we're gonna get to this. But the craziest thing is like you can't drive anywhere there. Like it's just like like having a supercar and the, how difficult it is to drive those cars. And those streets are small. They're not. There's no highways. There's none That's of that.
1: That's not the point. Okay. That's not the point. The point is to be seen yeah. and, and drive these things around and and rev them up. <laughs> there was there was a freaking Batmobile there. Yeah. there, right in front of the hotel, right in front of like Monte Carlo, it was the actual Batmobile. Yeah. Like, yeah, right? yeah. The it's guy somebody. who owns the Batmobile brought it over to Moscow. Major douche. Yeah. <laughs> it's the douche factor is high, but it's yeah, actually yeah. quite cool. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry. Then we went to. Uh, then we took a train to. Uh, uh, Florence, and we went to Cinque Terre, and that was mm, beautiful. Really, really crowded, but I'm telling you, Italy and France—there is a ring of thieves of toilet seats. What? There are no toilet seats in France in any France and Italy of any public restrooms. It's oh. like it's like nuts because because they don't want you to take a dump. I don't know. It is COVID-related, <laughs> whatever. But there's something we need to get the bottom of this yeah. because it was <laughs> or a, not. It was absolutely <laughs> disaster for my wife. And my, my and my daughter, but for me, <laughs> oh, I was good. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we went to Florence, and Florence is just absolutely beautiful. It was mm-hmm. really packed, but we uh, we got to do like I don't know. We made pizza and 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 ice cream. did ice cream? the You know, uh, up in the mountains, and it was it was absolutely tremendous. Um, and then you guys called me up to do this, so my family yeah. went home, and and I ended up uh, just taking a train up to. Mm-hmm. Switzerland yes and then now I'm in Germany that's awesome
0: um, so yeah so how this came to be is like we're, we're at the moment we're here at Gamescom uh in Cologne Germany West Germany beautiful place and um we are doing this event together with Phoenix Games and Novik and um as we're getting these signups and we're kind of crossing the uh, we we had the first space for 200 people and then we crossed that pretty quickly and then it was like a waiting list and then uh, Phoenix was like let's just bump it up to 400. Like okay, so we bumped it up to 400, and then the signups kept growing and growing and (laughs) growing, and like at some point we have like a waiting list of 400 people. And then we're like, Eric, you gotta come in. Uh, so so uh, I gotta make the trip. To, yeah, so you have yeah. to make the trip. And I'm super glad that, uh, that your family let you come here. My wife we, was not happy. I, that, yeah, exactly. The, the so so shout, start, shout out to the wife. <laughs> yes, the kids are
1: starting school this week, and so she's on her own and not feeling very good about it. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, no, it's really nice.
0: It's, it's worth it, it's gonna be fun. So we're like an hour removed from the event start. So I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to test my new equipment for on-site podcasting that we're trying right now so you know bear bear with us if the if the sound quality is what it is uh, but I wanted to I really wanted to do a podcast with you about you like I don't want to talk about the news I don't want to talk about it because I think you're a little bit misunderstood <laughs> in the sense that people only know you through that really really small window of twig and let's be honest like we've talked about this but um but I you know I'll open up the uh, the inside baseball for the team uh, for the team for the uh, for the audiences uh, there's definitely been uh, like like feedback from me like over these years that Eric Kress is going too hard on the paint <laughs> he's he's kind of like difficult that you don't want to be attached to that and most of the time I've never even let you know about this because I'm like no 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 we need we this is this is what podcasting is all about and what has happened over this time is all the doubters and all of the sort of like um how do i put it more like almost like self cancellation type of a thing has evaporated people are like you know what it's great that Chris is there to just shoot shit <laughs> you know and uh and i think i think you make like you are definitely the uh, the the persona of the of the podcast and make everything matter but people haven't seen the other side of you, which is the normal Eric, which is not ranting, which is actually a very analytical A person who is working in this industry and has been working in this industry for decades and has wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, and is a really, really nice person and much slimmer than in all the photos. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I gotta get a new photo. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, um, so let's start off with that. Like, like, how? Like, this is the most boring question, but how did you get into the games? I mean, I guess one of the things I always talk about is like
1: i I was always the guy behind the guy Mm -hmm. when i was at ea i was there for seven years and i did corp dev and i did corporate strategy and brand strategy and i was always working behind really smart people Mm -hmm. like frank Jabot, i was working with frank and for, for as an example we would do an e3 debrief which was like almost a hundred pages of shite that we had to go through from like every corners of the organization, mm-hmm. whether it's publishing studio, etc. And then we narrow it down to like a 20 page deck that they, he would then come back to Redwood city and present to the entire publishing organization, mm-hmm. right. About what happened at E3, how they were positioned and stuff. And so I was working on those type of projects with Frank and, and again, the guy behind the guy, not presenting, but actually yeah. doing all the analysis. So, um, so that's the kind of work I was doing my entire time at EA um, and then the same thing with Kabam you know people like Kent and, and Kevin Chu and those guys are the ones that are the voices and, and, the, and, the, and the mouths but I was behind the scenes doing all the mm-hmm, like kind mm-hmm. of the analysis and so and, th- and that's the way I've always been whether I do the hedge fund stuff or not and, and when I and so finally you know Deconstructor Fund basically created a platform for yeah. me to like just express kind to of be the, not the man behind the man but the man the man <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. And, um, and so I guess what I would say to those that are kind of like put, put off by kind of my, my take on things mm-hmm. or, or, or my uh, you know strong opinions is that these are the opinions that are in the boardrooms, right? These are the people we are discussing this type of stuff behind the scenes all mm-hmm. the time about these p- things that are doing, going on in the industry. You don't hear about it as much um, because they want to keep these things quiet and keep that, mm-hmm. that PR, that, that spin you know out there so that that uh they can continue to do what they yeah. do um so i'm glad i just can provide a voice of like you know kind of what is going on behind the scenes you know whether it's these deals that are happening um whether it's what apple's doing what you yeah. know those type of things uh so yeah i mean that's that's kind of it in a nutshell
0: most people are most people um on a like most most even myself like we're afraid to sometimes voice our opinion in public but you're not why <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I, In some ways, not that I'm above the fray, but what I do, my profession, um, I'm independent. Mm -hmm. So I you know, like, you're right, I probably will never be able to get a job at Apple, right, or... or I think
0: neither do I. <laughs> those, days just, those days are done. But also, not by my own doing, but through association. <laughs> exactly. So Apple, uh, this is recorded with Apple, I have Apple Computer, I have Apple Arcade, I actually use a lot of Apple products, I'm associated, and now I never can work at Apple. <laughs> exactly.
1: But nor would I ever want to work at Apple, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I, my days of working at big companies are, are far far over at this yeah. point, but... Um, I uh and and frankly the, the hedge fund guys and, and the and the investors they want an honest opinion and, mm-hmm. and they all they get is spin. So the reason that I'm successful is because I give them mm-hmm. something that they can actually use to 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 get an edge in the market. And so um through them, you know, I have some cover, right? Because they're they, they still they're never gonna cancel me in, in the way yeah. that something like Apple or EA would. Um so yeah, I don't care. And plus, you know, I'm I'm older, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not like I, I, you know, I've done reasonably well, <laughs> yeah. right? So, you know, I've, you know, maybe five or six more years in my career. So I don't have to worry about, like... You're going, going out with people. a bang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both guns blazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that, I mean, that's basically it in a nutshell. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and I know that people, like, the thing is, like, our audience is incredibly senior. Incredibly senior. Like, we get CEOs of publicly listed companies listening to your your opinions every week, and being angry at you or being of the same mind at you but feeling something and and it makes them think so it's it's definitely resonating and i'm really happy that i haven't listened to the <laughs> naysayers who have then turned uh and uh, and but what do you do now like how, what gives you the independence what, what, are, what are you doing like When did you leave Kabam? Kabam was your last corporate. Yeah,
1: Kabam was like eight years ago, right? So I've been doing Gossamer for eight years. And I think, well, the way I always describe it is I have the hedge fund business, which is like 16 people that I talk to Mm -hmm. on the hedge fund long only side that I advise for um, kind of a retainer model, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, basically trading all these names that we're talking about, whether they're short, app love, and iron source unity or you know uh, a lot of people were short CD project or short Roblox was like one of the big trades but CD project was really and yeah, you went
0: hard on the pain like as they were going through this you yeah, were like yeah, these yeah, guys yeah,
1: yeah that was i mean in all honesty i think that was one of my best mm-hmm. fundamental short calls mm-hmm. because the people's expectations for that game got so out of whack mm-hmm. with real- what what it was was even possible mm-hmm. right now Again, as I've said many times, I did not predict that it would get pulled from the PlayStation Store. That, like, is insane, right? But, like, the fact is I knew that they were a terrible console developer and that they were trying to push the envelope with the tech Mm -hmm. and that, anyway. So that was a really good call. The Roblox was a good or bad call, depending on how you look at it, because I basically said the entire year last year on the podcast Mm -hmm. that Roblox has no way of growing in 2022 because of what their strategy was, and I outlined it very specifically, right? Even though the stock went up Tremendously during 2021. Maybe I was a little bit early, but but my hedge fund guys take that and they they know what when it's too early, when it's not, and then when they start to see the chinks in the armor, then they short it, right? And yeah. they, they make money on that. So um, so anyway, that's that's a big part of my business. I consult for Warner Brothers. Uh, doing like corporate strategy for both mobile and console and they're with, fine with, with you just being unhinged because you're you're independent yeah and they're more of an independent as well yeah you, uh,
0: don't get, you don't get you don't get like uh from your corporate part like you've worked for google if i'm correct i did google a, a time ago. fun yeah. plus
1: yeah uh, sega sega a so, few so, others. So amazon someone, exactly so you have, you have oh, wow. big
0: big public ones and for them like you being outspoken you're still because you're not working for them with them oh no for them but you're working how would i put as an independent consultant as an independent, yeah, yeah, so yeah it's it, like, it doesn't affect that that's and that's play. awesome
1: and actually part of the reason they want me involved mm-hmm. is to basically provide them honest yeah. feedback and opinions
0: about what's yeah, going yeah. on out there so it tends to work pretty well that's good um yeah that's awesome so, and you've done well yeah i mean I, I know some numbers you've done well i've done okay yeah you've done, done really okay. well so don't worry about about Chris he's not you know in his cellar playing games in his pajamas he's done very well for himself like if both of your doubters would know how well you've done they'd be like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) like I need to join a podcast and give some opinions (laughs) no uh, no but I really enjoy
1: it I think you know Chris Petrovic was the one that kind of like set me down I was Mm -hmm. like maybe two or three years into um, Mm -hmm. the consulting thing with Gossamer and Mm -hmm. and things weren't going as well as I had hoped, and I was like starting to look around and see if there's anything else in industry. And Chris Petrovic looked at me and said, "Dude, what are you talking about? You're a lone wolf, dude. Don't go work for someone else. Like, yeah. do your own thing. Like, yeah. figure it out. You know, like, like, yeah, it makes sense, right? Kind of like got me straight. And I, I and the other piece of advice I got at the time that was really good is that you can't do one thing. You have to do many things because if you do just do one thing, you'll drive yourself insane, mm-hmm. right? And so that's when I started like looking out, looking at Warner, looking at other consulting agreements, doing podcasts, yeah. all these things." just kind of helped kind of formulate it. So if you are going out there on your own, like I really would do recommend finding the core thing for you to get started with, but also expanding beyond
0: and doing different things. Cause that'll keep you really engaged. What, what, um, why do you like doing the podcast? Uh, you know, <laughs> there's a certain level of outrage I have
1: at the spin that goes out there. Yeah. That, that is hard to voice and what the feedback that i get that is most powerful to me is when people say oh my god i was thinking the same thing Mm -hmm. but i thought i was crazy right like when you hear these pr bullshit (laughs) things about what 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 how, how vr is doing or the new zoo stuff about you know the vr forecast or you know Everyone knows that, that that uh cloud gaming is dead, DOA, right? Yet you still see press yeah. releases about like, oh my god, this is amazing. What this is the future of technology. Yeah. The five G
0: five. my favorite. That is like the worst. It's like yeah, yeah. This is the killer app but for five G. But what with when when five G comes, what then? It's yeah. like, well, Nothing, we'll all fly. Yeah.
1: Five yeah, G <laughs> is crap, you know? Like you anyway. And so like Having a way of voicing that mm-hmm. and just expressing that to people that kind of are in the same situation mm-hmm. as me, analyzing what's going on in the market that that's the most that's the most fun for me actually. Um, getting that kind of feedback. Uh, yeah. do, do you enjoy getting recognized? Because like, uh, I'm actually more of a private person. Yeah. I'm actually more of an introvert, surprisingly, to most people. So sometimes it's a little bit awkward. I was like walking around in one of the bars and the hotels and uh, and some and i and i get introduced to something and they're yeah. looking at me really strange yeah. you know yeah. like and i'm like what <laughs> they're like oh I, we know you from the podcast i'm like yeah. oh, okay what yesterday just say, no just today i'm just yeah. just say it you know yeah. no,
0: it's no big deal right um it's but, weird it's weird because like our industry is so small our podcast is small like yeah it has good numbers comparably to other podcasts in there, but it's not like joe rogan it's not yeah, impulsive yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. it's normal audience would not recognize so when we come to a city like cologne during the time where all the all the all boilers of the ocean are here and we go to a room and like people are like that's harry kress yeah, yeah. and they're like and they're like is Eric kress here i'm like yeah he's standing over there I was like wow <laughs> i need to go and say hi to him and it's such a trip for people because I, it's the same thing for me because i listen to other i don't listen to gaming podcasts but for others it would be weird to talk to somebody who i've listened to thousands of minutes to or something or even probably thousands and hours with some of them so they kind of feel like they know you. So I'm just kind of curious, like how do you feel about that?
1: Well, the, the fact that I talk about Jacob and, my, and the basketball thing is really funny. So people always talk to me about that. Uh, well, so <laughs> the one thing I, want, I do want to talk about it about that in particular, just so I got the, the mic, is that uh, so Jacob went to get his physical from mm-hmm. school and mm-hmm. the doctor says to him, you're only gonna be six two. Oh my god. What a, oh my <laughs> <laughs> what
0: a small person. Dude, his
1: face I mean yeah, I, I, like, his whole demeanor just went yeah, to... the oh,
0: like, so NBA bad. went here and he's like playing in fucking like <laughs> like Football Club Barcelona. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's basically gonna peak in six seventh grade, man. Right? Yeah, <laughs> That's it. That's uh, all
0: for him. So he
1: was really, really disappointed. <laughs> now, having said that, what she said was, Well, based on the charts, you're gonna be only five eleven. But he's already 5'11 and a half, yeah, yeah, yeah. so she doesn't know what the F she's talking about. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, it's a hard sport. Anyway, yeah, so the personal stuff is pretty funny sometimes, but uh, but it's funny when people like start talking to me about that yeah. as opposed to talking about gaming.
0: Well, you, you share a lot, and that's what makes the podcast like, like <laughs> relatable. And uh, I mean, I, li- I don't listen to gaming podcasts, but I listen to Twig, I have to say. Like, I'm a fan of the podcast. <laughs> I'm doing it much, much, much less now, and I'm just like listening all the time. It's great, the debate, and... Uh, and and you know when you get triggered and all that stuff but but i I was definitely curious about just getting uh recognized it's it has happened for me for quite a long time so i don't really care anymore like i honestly don't like i think i think it's it's cool but i just don't like even recognize being recognized (laughs) but um but i'm always wondering with 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 others like like is it a is the weird because I remember when that happened for the first time and it was extremely weird. <laughs> like coming to an event and people were like, You're deconstructor fun. I'm like, What? <laughs> no, I work for this. Like, and it's just, it's it's really weird. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes tonight. We have a lot of people coming, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 400. Yeah, 400. That's pretty dope. What's next? What's next for you? Like, what do you like? I understand you have, like you said, five, six, maybe if you're having a good time, maybe a decade of, uh, <laughs> I honestly I've spent a lot of time thinking about like what what to do
1: when when you know try to Mm -hmm. when you unplug and and pull back and you know the podcast is really fun I I think I could do this for a long long time Uh, venture capital is something that I've been considering Um, you know you know raising a smaller fund and, and, and doing direct investments. And kind of getting that side of the business, which I've never really done actively, mm-hmm. um, but I see a lot of opportunities and have a lot of relationships, as you yeah. do with the venture capital firms. So those are the kind of things I'm kicking around. Um, but I'm pretty busy, you know. So between the three different things, like you know, I'm pretty
0: pretty smack. So I have to give, probably would have to get rid of something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we'll see. Hope it's not the pod. We'll, see. well, that's a small amount of time. Do you prepare a lot for the pod?
1: When when there's certain subjects that I'm really really keen on, mm-hmm. I, I will prepare. So mm-hmm. like if I'm going to be talking about M and A, mergers and acquisitions, like this this whole thing with uh, Iron Source and Unity, and then unity and app loving and all of stuff. sudden i remember stuff. that
0: there was some fallback <laughs>
1: yeah so I, actually i'll take the opportunity like I, I i really do want to apologize yeah. to the iron source guys like i i, I have nothing but respect you for know. those guys and i and clearly they were upset with what i said not that i'm changing my opinion on mm-hmm. what i said i think what i said was actually relatively accurate but what i will say is that you know i do respect them and, and, I, and I and they're in an unfortunate situation that right in my opinion mm-hmm. um But uh, it's sad to see them leave the podcast because they were a really big supporter of the podcast from the very beginning, and they've been nothing but nice to me.
0: So anyway, I I would like to see that. Yeah, it's maybe maybe the... the uh, the insinuation that people will be let go was kind of like weird uh, that they would be cost cutting especially at Iron Source as well as the uh, as the point of two drunks holding each other up I mean those are that that might have been like um, <laughs> a little over yeah, it could have been
1: a little bit more diplomatic maybe <laughs> maybe but uh, I, I, I no. look I mean at the end of the day that's what people pay me for yeah, yeah. right when and maybe. Pulling it back on the podcast in which they're uh, um, sponsoring, maybe it would have been a smarter idea. But-, but
0: on the other hand, it's it's the correct thing, and I, I want to say when when that went through, and I actually was I was in the room, and I wasn't I was with the edits. I think it's the right thing to approach it because this is what it is. Like, if you're a sponsor of the podcast, that doesn't give you anything extra because we don't live off the ad drip. We respect a lot the sponsors, and we're very very grateful for the sponsors, uh, especially like not especially just all of them so so thanks to apps fire iron source google facebook used to be with us uh whoever is present whoever's a past exola all these guys are are really great but nevertheless we will still hold on to our own opinion about the market whether they're involved or not
1: yeah and in all honesty, the money that we get from those sponsorships is "quote unquote" mice nuts. Yeah, you know? that's so it's, <laughs> it's, term. Yeah. it's not gonna move the needle for me, yeah, whether or not exactly. I have an opinion. So,
0: um, so, yeah. so, and that's and that, that was really the point for me is like, because I was looking at the uh, the edit files. I'm like, should we cut I'm Like, no, no self-censoring. This is it. This is Eric's opinion. He's gonna ride it, and yeah. he's gonna hit the storm, and you hit the storm. Not only with the with the sponsors, but he also hit the storm from industry. Peers who are like he's off on this and so forth. So, but what I like the most about you is that nearly every podcast starts with you apologizing of something that you said last time, which means like you have hard opinions, but you still pull them back or change your mind if there's different data coming in. No, and 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 I and
1: one of the questions that I was talking to Laura mm-hmm. about um, about me in general is like you know what are what are your strengths? Like what mm-hmm. what makes you good at what no. you do. And and I think I, I, honestly, I think I have three superpowers, right? And I'll just go through them quickly. Mm -hmm. One is that I am a great listener. Like Mm -hmm. I get on the podcast and I rant and I do my thing and I may not listen to the people on the podcast as much as I should. But when it comes to the one-on-one conversation, shut
0: the fuck up, Ethan. (laughs) Yeah, shut the fuck up. Well, yeah,
1: that's well deserved. But uh, but when I actually talk to people, I listen to them, right? And if they have an opinion, I I absorb that, Mm -hmm. right? These opinions are not my own. These opinions are opinions from lots of different people that I talk to on a regular basis. So I am a really good listener, right? And 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 just in general, Mm. Uh, because I think one thing I do think, and it's really important to know, is that everyone has value in terms of their opinion right they may not be the most sophisticated the most interesting person but they have Mm -hmm. like intrinsic value about what their opinion and whether they work on the line as a ua person or they're doing product management like they have experience that is valuable to listen to so i always use that um uh, the second thing is i think what i do really well is synthesize lots and lots of information and and bring it down to like actionable Opinions, mm-hmm. right? And that that is the job of being in Wall Street is trying to take all this yeah. information. There's so much information on gaming right there, but just kind of figuring out what what's the most important bits, you know. And then the final thing, and this is the thing that maybe you shouldn't you know, these new people in the industry should know is like I'm an 85%er, right? I've always been an 85 percenter what does that mean? my whole
0: career. Oh like, like-
1: I, I, I am never hundred yeah. percent. Like I, I get eighty-five percent of the intel information. I don't need the other 15 i'm not busting my ass for the 15 i'm going with the 85 and letting it roll right and that helps me synthesize as i said earlier the information is like you can't have perfect information Mm. right so you have to basically make these conclusions based upon imperfect information but a lot of times then i get things wrong right sometimes i don't make there are certain i'll talk about that in a minute like where the, the biggest mistakes i've made but um but 85% is usually enough yeah. to, come with, to, to come to really good conclusions yeah. and to, to, do, to articulate them well. Um, you know, someone like Eric Seifert is more of like the 95 to 100% type person, right? My wife is like the 110, right? So I drive her insane, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So it's 85% yeah, it's clean, good enough. right? Go. It's good enough. Right? <laughs> That's never good enough for my wife, yeah, yeah. right? You know, it's 85% done. No, it's not. You're like the right? YouTube of the analysis. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> not the HBO. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but that really helps because you don't get mired in the muck mm. and, and the minutiae. You yeah. focus on, you know, someone like Candace, for instance, at uh, New Zoo. Like She's I, not at New anymore. Right. Well, well, she wasn't. NVIDIA. YouTube. Yeah, she's at NVIDIA. She's like one of those hundred percent type yeah. people. She's she's hardcore. Um so anyway, yeah, and I think those three things are, are good. And 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 the other the other thing related to that is like I, I never I, I my entire career I've never tried to be good at anything I don't mm-hmm. like to do. Yeah. Right? When I was at EA and I was doing fpNA there was no fucking way I was gonna tick and tie PLs to to the to the dot. Point one percentage or whatever the fuck they were doing i would all do is do the market data stuff yeah, yeah. so never be good at shit that you don't want to do yeah. and do the stuff that you like to do and that 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 served me well <laughs> so that's the same idea as the 85 percent rule um and that's how it manifests itself so
0: so you mentioned uh the the failures like uh, what uh like what are the sort of like on your career that have been like fuck? i think but you still kind of remember and not, not like you want to take them back but they could have been like taught you a lot but i don't have any real regrets on the
1: career mm-hmm. my career progression at all except i wish i had worked in new york like when i was in investment banking mm-hmm. i wish i had like one or two years in new york to experience what it's like to do that that's one somewhat regret what, what, what are you missing about the new york like
0: hanging out with strauss yeah, just, like, yeah, an <laughs> iron with Mr. Shred, you know? Um, he's, no. my, he's my game industry no. crush. I, I always bring him up. He's like, he no. would be the, uh, the the podcast guest of the lifetime. Just to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to experience
1: what it was like to be in Manhattan working yeah. at an investment bank, I think that would be really cool. Um,
0: just doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think about New York bankers. Ah, maybe back then. Lines, oh, no. lines and You're lines and right. lines and just... <laughs> no, that, that,
1: that's one I... I other than that i think uh, yeah i don't really th- i don't really regret anything that i've done i think everything made sense i mean i was going to talk about like some of the mistakes i've made over mm-hmm. the years because i'm never always right like the one thing i missed like the switch for instance like i was totally wrong about the switch about the switch yeah, yeah i mean that was I, I i and i and i shifted pretty quickly like it wasn't like i was wrong mm-hmm. until like a year ago yeah. i was i was basically shifted once the thing came out it just was but ironically, everything I was saying about the Switch came true mm-hmm. in the sense that it's a shitty device, it's really bad hardware, the tie ratios are terrible, um, and there's like no participation from third party. But they kept selling, yeah. and they kept making games, and they kept doing well, and so that, that thing's taken off. And now I'm very bullish kind of on, on the Switch. So that, was, that, that was like probably my
0: biggest error. It's not big. Uh, Do you like working in a team? Are you more like, Have you always been like a lone wolf?
1: i I, I miss being part of an organization kabam was actually a really great place to work um where you just shoot the shit and 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 talk a lot of trash and just have fun and like kind of like and because i was at a level like a vp level doing corporate strategy i actually had like some some uh, you know authority there and and to get things done um did you have your own team no, I'm still a lone wolf. i am still like I
0: would I would wonder like people having one on one with Eric <laughs> be Like, hey, so what that do you I, want? I, like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like just deliver this. Yeah, I don't
1: I've never really managed anybody. Yeah. Have you coached anybody? Yeah, yeah. Oh no no. I've done tons of coaching. Yeah, yeah. Um part of my job at Warner is to help kind of level up. The, the organization there in terms of mm. thinking about these things mm-hmm. and g- giving that industry expertise and, yeah, and kind service. of yeah, directing them on where they should be looking and where to go and, and what's happened in the past and how we can learn from that so yeah lots and lots of that but in terms of like directly managing people that's not my, my, mm-hmm. my yeah. bag
0: yeah, yeah uh, non, you know, executive track is definitely you no know, you're in an icy track all the way Dude, I,
1: I i've been saying this all along i think yeah. look i don't have the right bmi to be executive EA. Yeah. well you're getting there i'm close you're i'm getting, getting close yeah, but surprisingly i'm surprisingly close yeah i
0: mean a I, 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 couple I, injections away
1: no. <laughs> um and and i just I, I just don't don't have the gift of 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 politics right of, really um, so I'm so
0: was cool. that something that you found challenging in your career the politics oh yeah yeah so that
1: I guess that was kind of the big thing when I realized, like, when I was at EA and I was doing a lot of this work, um, I was I was butting heads all the time because I would try to be objective and look at the analysis and the mm-hmm. data, but that's not the way things are run in no. a big organization. Like, you can be as right as you want to be, but that's not the way it's run. And uh, and I was just bating my head, and it was you know, butting my head against this constantly, and it came to a point where I was so stressed. I wouldn't get any sleep. You know, I'd be trying to solve these puzzles in my head about how to maneuver, yeah. and it'd be like a, a, a Rubik's Cube that was unsolvable. Like and maneuver I'm, the
0: organization?
1: Yeah, that, how to maneuver, how to get what I was seeing executed against or action in the organization. It was impossible, right? It, it was just not within me to like kind of like yeah. figure out that game theory on how to do it, um, besides going to Frank and say, hey, dude, like, mm. this is bullshit. This game is not going to do well. Why are we spending all this money against mm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you piss off, like, a million people in the organization, right? Because you've just basically gone over the head yeah. of, like, three people in between you. Um, so it was pretty clear from the very get-go that I was not meant for that. It's just not my my bag. And so that's why I left EA and started doing the independent research stuff because that suited me much better. And then Kabam was a great way of, like, getting back into the industry, mm. learning free-to-play learning mobile from really 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 smart people mm. but then also in a small organization which i could make a contribution
0: so. yeah well, command was pretty large in the end still yeah but the, not the, not the, the, large but
1: still yeah they were a lot of it was in china the, 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 the small the group in san francisco was actually reason the exec team was relatively small mm. so then it was really easy to like do stuff there It was cool i liked it a lot that was really fun what's what's sort of exciting for you in the uh, in the industry I'm really excited about what's going to happen with the quote-unquote metaverse stuff. I think I've talked about this, or at least I did on the Navik. Yeah. is like, I'm not really excited as much about blockchain per se, but I'm excited about what interactive social experiences are going to be built for different audiences. So when you think about... The way I think about the industry is that it's, it's, it's all about adoption, right? So when we were in, you know, 98, when I started in gaming, it was like 18 to 24-year-old males. Now, everything was being optimized against interactive experiences for those type of kids, right? And now everybody plays games, mm-hmm. right? And so the sec- I think the second wave of what I would consider Web3 is the fact that there is a social interactive experience like World of Warcraft, like, you know, things like Fortnite, et cetera, are be- going to be built for a much broader audience. And so that bring people into mm-hmm. that. And so those are the teams that I'm excited to see what they do, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's replicating something like Animal Crossing to a broader audience or the Sims is actually a really great opportunity yeah, yeah. To, to get that audience. Second Life stuff, yeah. And and those are the experiences that I think will bring much more people into like the social interactive space. That's what I'm really excited about. I'm excited about console. I think console is still the best yeah. game in town. Um, I, I think mobile is going to be a struggle for the next 24 months. Um, easy, if not more. I think that whole industry is changing yeah. as we speak. And everyone I talk to in industry this, this, this week is talking about the same thing. It's like, it's never going to be the same, you know. It's never going to be the same. You're not. Well, you know,
0: it's, it's always changing. Nothing is ever
1: the same. Well, we've had a good run for the last eight years. Had six. A crazy run years
0: for it since 2009. Yeah,
1: and it's still a huge industry. Yeah, it's just that if you are not optimizing against whales. That spend is impossible to target. Not
0: really. Like, think about the. Uh, the like, I'm mostly impressed of the, of, the, of the latest titles. Like, I've been mostly impressed by the um, the um, Stumble Guys. Stumble. Stumble guys So they hit they hit like a hundred M run rate in a you know in a pretty much a year by making a game that is essentially a hyper casual version, not hyper casual, but like borderline hybrid casual version of um Fall Guys. Oh, oh right on the mobile, right. Yeah, that one. And and the fact that it was done by a team with no previous experience in the, in a in a town in Finland that is so far off that it makes I, it's like a, it's like Twin Peaks town, and um, <laughs> it's it's just uh, it's crazy. Like it gives I, me those, hope. I know that the, the, of the hail marys. Yeah, but those type of stories are not replicable. I understand, but but there is something really interesting about that because, as the industry matures and you get more and more sort of seniors coming in and and, and, and doing games in a certain way. Um, Everything becomes more expensive, slower, and everybody's mm-hmm. doing exactly the way. And these guys come out of nowhere, and they do it exactly like mobile was built. It's like, hey, let's just do a game like this, but with like limited resources that we have. Let's copy the progression from Brawl Stars. Uh, let's copy the game from this, and let's use whatever assets we have. And boom, 100 million run rate. And you're like yeah that's how it worked that's how we did games back in the days yeah, when we knew less
1: but I, the, the two things i would say is it's firstly not replicable, replicable and two it's not sustainable right it's not likely that that game will be out of that run rate in the next six months yeah so, maybe
0: maybe with not organ that organization but under a different organization it could be it's possible it's, it's, But it's and, possible. and all i'm saying is just just like it gives me hope that that we still can do that we can still you know hit it out the park with with uh with other than like the next apex you know yeah i I, I just think as markets mature
1: though it's it gets harder and harder to differentiate it based upon like innovation right so the audience gets used to certain types of games and and that's what that's what's
0: successful you just improve upon the same formula um but it took it took all the elements of accessibility that mobile gives you all the uh, elements of the multiplayer all the learnings from from existing games and just just did the game without yeah. worrying too much about this about that or it did the uh, not the 85 it did the 65 and boom <laughs> the <net for laughs> that's the 65 was enough <laughs> uh, you know,
1: i'm sure you know those guys
0: yeah I, I don't know them uh but um they're they're so far off that i'm maybe even one skiing in that area <laughs> so um but but kudos to them it's it's really impressive um let's do like before i let you go i don't know i'm not i am not going to actually let you go because we're going to the same event together <laughs> from this so I'm going to do word association with you. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's start easy. World of Warcraft.
1: Best game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you want me to be quick on this, but World of Warcraft is almost the perfect game in the sense that it has everything games want. Progression, um, exploration, graphics, character development, social. It is the ultimate mm-hmm. new so- social game. MMOs are like that. So, yes, World of Warcraft is like kind of a, the pinnacle of what customers like, what what that type of customer wants.
0: Alright, uh, let's go a little bit of a harder one. woo
1: oh, Come on! Oh, wow! I mean, I, I, I do think hyper-casual is just not going to be around yeah. much longer. I think everyone's coming after them. But I've talked to other people that say that that's not the case. But I, I, I just don't think that's what publishers want. I mean, that's what not the platforms want.
0: Blockchain. Games.
1: Nason. niche 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 and and we're 10 to 15 years out before something's meaningful i agree mass with market.
0: that i agree with that. Not so- that no
1: sorry and i want to be clear on this because I, I there is a nuance here there will be successful blockchain games i think someone will figure it out but it will be so niche that it, it will be like like the original like Ultima online or something mm-hmm. or something like very yeah. niche that will monetize really well and they'll make money but in terms of like mass market adoption it's like years
0: away, ten to fifteen years away. Awesome! I actually one hundred percent believe in that, and not believe, subscribe to that because I hate the word believe Because every time it's blockchain game, even yesterday, <laughs> I'm not gonna name your name, but one of the senior people was like, who was like, taunting me that I do not believe in crypto games. I was like, it's not a religion. I don't have to believe yeah. in it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
1: and this is the example I use every time and I don't know Mm -hmm. it's not that profound it's like when you looked at mobile Mm -hmm. in 2008 and you saw smartphones Mm -hmm. it was freaking clear that your total addressable market was 7 billion you knew that the adoption was going to happen whether or not you throw everything you can at like making games you just throw and see what sticks Mm -hmm. let's build a fucking game in which you do fake money at a social casino (laughs) spend, spend, spend and you earn fake currency Yeah, yeah, yeah It works. Let's it works. go. Yeah, let's right? go. These let's do it. We're nuts, right? But you just keep throwing things. See what sticks. And you took a lot of things from Facebook, and it made sense, right? And the addressable market was huge. Mm-hmm. You just can't say that for blockchain. No, deals. there's no reason to, for it to exist. No, right people now.
0: Are like you don't want to own your assets. Like it, then it's a different you thing. Don't need to but own but, your but own. it's a different thing. You have to start optimizing. Anyway, that's that's for different. That's for Ethan to defend yes. his honor and uh, saying that this is the next free to play. Um, Okay, what else? I just came up with with the word association. Um, Unity.
1: Well, (laughs) so I think we're going to talk about that tonight. Mm -hmm. But I would say that Unity is in big, huge trouble, right? And so they... JR oversold, and and now they're living with it. And so I just don't think their future really is... I mean unity as a platform is amazing Mm -hmm. it'll continue it'll be great but as a a company they're still way overvalued
0: okay well let's go to another apple
1: god apple (laughs) is dirty you know but
0: capitalistically dirty yeah
1: they're brilliant and mm -hmm. they're they're doing an exceptional job at optimizing shareholder value but it's to the detriment of everyone else in the ecosystem and so um, now that they're you know, they're gonna run their own ad network mm-hmm. and they're gonna do their own search ads and they're gonna like <laughs> basically optimize against themselves, which is what they should be doing. Yeah. So but, control the platform. Yeah. And yeah, and they're regaining control over the platform and the traffic to the stores and the traffic to the uh da- installs. And if you look at it from that perspective, if you look at not and this is what I've been trying to tell people for for years now, almost. We've been talking about mm-hmm, this, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they are optimizing against their own benefits, and they don't care about who they step on. Apple first. Apple first always, and it's not—it's not even what their actions are. It's the reasons behind their actions, mm-hmm. right? That—that's what you have to think about, right? Where are they trying to go? And then you'll start to see that they're just going to bury everyone along the way. Yeah. and they did this—they've done this the entire uh, history of the company. Um, so yeah, that was a long answer for
0: apple that's a good one That's uh, a balanced one um i'm gonna do the last one deconstructor of fun
1: i i it's a great community I, I have to admit like everyone's you know even with all my negativity and, and cynicism sometimes gets a little bit ahead a, away from me um everyone's been very very receptive and and appreciative yeah the fact that there's a voice out there that's like kind of expressing these these other ways of looking at things, yeah. and so um, I really enjoy it. And the, the the community itself, all the people that are involved, and I don't want to name names because then I'll just try to like you know then I'll showcase yeah. one or two people, but everybody has been really really great in terms of uh, helping me kind of understand what's going on and then understand the industry, and and and, and it's been very helpful. So I, I do. The community is great. And very you. very powerful. Yeah,
0: you're a powerful yeah. member of the community.
1: Yeah, I do my best
0: on that note let's get to a party everybody thanks for listening and this was our first in-depth interview episode on site i don't know when we're going to do the next one <laughs> but uh, but maybe maybe sometimes in the future let us know how you like this and um as always subscribe paying whatever no to be honest as always we appreciate you guys we love you guys and we do this for for the um for the industry and for the funnel we don't do this for the money or for the cloud or for anything like that so yeah. i think that's the most important message and, and,
1: yeah and for me always provide feedback yeah. and linkedin is the best way if you got some beef with what i've said or some issue or something that you want to it's some insight that you want to share please do it because that's, that helps my process so.
0: that's it folks we're heading to a party thanks for listening right. thanks eric Later. boom Later.